Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of 911 Delta, Tethered for Life. This podcast may not be suitable to all listeners due to language and subject matters. Please listen with care. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of 911 Delta, Tethered for Life podcast. We're your hosts, Casey and Anna. Due to some personal injury issues, our original episode plans were canceled. So instead, this week's episode is dedicated to Firefighter Trevor Brown, Sterling Fire Department, Loudoun County Fire Rescue, and Communications. This episode will include real radio traffic from the incident in Loudoun County that occurred Friday, February 16th. So grab those headsets and tissues. Let's talk. Yes, for those of you who don't know, there was a house explosion in Virginia last Friday. It was in the evening around 8.30 at night, and Loudoun County Fire and Rescue was who responded. They actually had one firefighter fatality, and they had several other firefighters trapped in the debris from the home after it exploded. They were able to get those firefighters out, but it was a very intense situation. It was a long effort to remove these people. And that's why we're dedicating tonight's episode to their heroic efforts and a job super well done. Okay, bug. So before we get started on tonight's episode, how was your week? Yeah, my week was okay. the The kids got well, and um, yay! Fine. And yeah, then the hubby went out of town for the fire chiefs conference, which you know it, it's nice to have a little peace and quiet. Of course, I'm then I'm home yeah. with the kids alone, so you know it's like fifty <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That but uh, <laughs> how was your week there, Casey? <laughs> well, it was great until Monday afternoon and I decided to go and break my knee or tibia, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, so yeah, so I did not get to go to the conference this week in Virginia Beach and I was really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, here I that am. Was a, that, was a, that was a bad move there. Um, it's definitely a bad move. Um, I so. don't recommend it. <laughs> This week, we decided to try and explain what it's like when your night or day goes from normal to holy shit in a nanosecond. And uh, that is the way it usually is. There's never like a a lead up or a warning. Firefighters routinely respond to potential gas leak calls. Um, A lot of them are unfounded. It might be skunks or odor from a gas station. There's all kinds of things that people call in a gas odor about. Um, and sometimes you get a legitimate leak. And, you know, in houses with gas appliances, that's definitely a real fear. So if you use EFD or emergency fire dispatch, one of the questions for the callers is do they know what is leaking and where it's coming from? Sometimes they know, sometimes they don't. They just have an odor or maybe you also could get a call for a CO detector going off and, you know, that may be all they know. So 
But if you aren't using EFT, I think it's always a question that you should ask because to me, it kind of dictates some of the response. Like if, if you know it's a known leak from a known place or if you've got alarms going off, it's more likely to be a legit leak than if somebody just smells something. Well, sometimes they might say, yeah, there's like a loud hissing from behind my stove, or I just got home and realized that I left my stove on all day. A hissing from an underground tank that's buried, or even from like your grill tank. I've seen those get punctures and leaks or leak from the valve either way. Where Casey and I have dispatched, we've always had the protocols that if it's a known leak and it's a commercial gas company, then you just immediately contact the gas company. You ask the owners normally if they have done that, because that's always a smart thing to do. If you do have a gas leak, call mm -hmm. your gas company, because it's kind of like the power lines, right? If the power's on, not a whole lot the fire department can do if there's a fire on the power line. I'm going to interrupt for that. Know who your company is. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, because, Please. you know, that's not something like usually we can we can call the gas companies and find out like they will have a record of that but it, there are a lot more gas companies going yeah. running around than there are power companies right and you'd be surprised people who does not know like how many people call in and do not know oh yeah the name of their, so speed up things know that for sure yes <laughs> anyway, definitely this is one of those calls that can go from nothing to holy shit in a second um so as yeah. a dispatcher you just always want to keep that in mind and i think i want to set the stage for people who are listening who may not understand like the dynamics of the comm center but this was about 8 30 on a friday night so it's probably a bit busy but it's kind of steady busy, like that 5.30 to 8.30 hour, 8.39 is busy most weeknights anyway. Of course, Friday, you may have a little extra volume that goes later than that, but it's probably steady busy, but it's probably all normal stuff, and they are worrying about, night shift is worrying about what they're going to eat for dinner because they probably haven't decided yet. And if you know anything about most dispatchers, they have a real hard time picking what they're going to eat. That was always my first thing when I would get into work. If we were ordering food, I need y'all to decide because I get hangry. And if you don't decide, I'm going to decide because I have to eat. Anyway, so there may have been a hangry dispatcher, but that's a different story. I just wanted to kind of set the tone for it's probably a little bit busy, but it's regular, steady, busy stuff, and then this happens, which is kind of a routine call, and then it turns into not routine. And then... It's game on after that. Yeah, it can just go, go bad real quick. Yes. And that's this stemmed from like our episode the past two weeks where we talked about the chaos and it only takes 
a minute for something to pop off and the split second decisions and everything pretty much just drops at that moment and shit gets reeled in real quick and you get the job done. Who knew the last two episodes were going to be so poignant? It freaks me out a little bit. You just never know when you're when you're dispatching something what what could come of it and I thought their dispatchers did an excellent job. Um, I thought the firefighters did a good job as well. In particular, they had one lieutenant who was trapped in the basement. He did he did an excellent job. Command from Trump 611. I don't know if you're hearing this. I'm having trouble getting out. I keep getting a box. Still trapped. I got about a third of my FCPA air left. I'm underneath quite a debris. Right now, I'm just going to relax, trying to turn my room in. I'm going to activate my fist. I am unable to talk to any of your traffic. For him to be able to maintain his composure like that was just amazing to me. And I believe it's four of them that were transported to the hospital. As far as I know, at least two of them are still there. Maybe three. I know one of them has gone home. And this is going to be something that sticks with this department for a long time. And I hope they get lots of support and lots of love from the public. This is actually going to be a really long process. For a lot of folks and sometimes the reality of the situation doesn't hit until later which we talked about a little bit last week as well um oftentimes once the funeral is over um and i'm sure the same with all jurisdictions around them you know they all pull together we're all family not just oh well this happened in this county or city you know they'll get over it no it's like everybody comes together um, it's for such a horrible thing to happen. It's it's a beautiful. I don't know if that's even appropriate to say, but it's just a beautiful thing to see everybody come together and the family, the brotherhood, sisterhood that goes along with with it. Um, so the jurisdictions can have specially trained teams come in for a time after an event like this. Um, but it's crucial for people for people to keep up with the mental health assistance afterwards, even if you don't recognize that you're struggling or that it's affecting you, because you may not realize that until, I mean, obviously you're human, so yeah, you're, obviously it's gonna bother you, but we're so programmed with this career that we choose that we just kind of push it down, push it down, and you gotta keep moving, but that's not how you know, when it happens, you just keep working, right? And because you got to mm-hmm. get everything done, you got to get everybody out, you got to, you know, you got to finish. And then you end up just sort of taking that mentality with you, right? Like, so you just keep working, working, working. And I think sometimes when the jurisdictions have their teams come in afterwards, like, People are not really to the point yet where they're realizing that it's going to affect them or the adrenaline has Mm -hmm. worn off to a point where they're like, oh, crap. And so 
a lot of times you see it, you know, after the funeral, especially like, for instance, this one is going to be, I, I believe, March the 4th or the beginning of March. So it's going to be some time before that happens. That's a long time for people to go kind of without, you know, a sense of closure and and getting things worked out. I feel like that's when you really have to sort of self-monitor and, you know, do your own self-care and pay attention to your own needs as the days and weeks go on, because it's going to get worse before it gets better. And we talked last week as well, the sooner that you know that, the better off you're going to be, you know, in the right. long run. Because it's not okay to just, like, yes, it's your job to keep pushing forward and keep working. But it's, in my opinion, it's not okay to just assume you're okay. Like, especially in something this critical and, I mean, even if you don't, or didn't know the firefighter or the police officer, you know, as friends outside of work, or you didn't work on shift at the same time, whatever, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's still, you're going to be affected. Right. Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's no way to deny that. And you said yourself that group type therapy or debriefings, like in a group setting, doesn't particularly work for you, which is fine. But at the same time, just reach out to somebody. Um, right. And if a family or whatever. Right. I'm sure they will have those <laughs> sessions, those group things. And I would definitely. If you're, if you like that kind of thing, then <laughs> it's not bad to get to sit down with a group of your friends and talk. I mean, for sure. I'm just not into the, the formal debriefings and things like that. But right. I mean, right. some people are. So, you know, do what, figure out what's right for you. And if you go into it and you realize partway through, this is not what I thought it was going to be, just roll out. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I will say that, um, I did listen to some of the radio traffic and I mean, they did do an outstanding job. And this is like the one thing, whether you're fire dispatcher or police dispatcher, you know, these types of incidents are the ones that you fear the most and you never have to go through as a dispatcher, but it's going to happen. The longer you're in it, it's going to happen. Um, and are you really ever prepared? No, you're not. But it's you're basically gambling when you take this job anyways, whether you're actually on the street or you're in dispatch. You know it's, you're going to be faced with these types of situations. And we all know, because we've talked about it many a time, that the fire radio was not my specialty by no means. And I, I would have totally shit myself. I mean, and I don't mean that in like a joking way. I mean, I, I don't know. I just. Well, you know, it's, it's just like shots fired, officer down, one at gunpoint. You don't know what you're going to do until it happens to you. Right. That's true. And then we talked also about having your coworkers, you know, everybody gets to know each other's weaknesses and strengths. And, you know, we're one 
falls a little bit, yet there's another one that picks you up. You know, so I know that if that happened to be me on that radio, that somebody would be there and, you know, we would, would get it done. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, and would totally fail at it, but it, you know, emotionally, it would be hard for me to, because the whole time I think I would be thinking that I don't know what I'm doing, but at the same time, you can't think like that because, you know, you got to be focused and um, right. you don't have time for that. So every second is precious during that, you know, something like that. Yes, and I felt for the the dispatcher who actually dispatched um, the second alarm and the RIT team because they actually, which kind of surprised me with Loudon, the dispatcher actually dispatches. I mean, and that list of units, oh my gosh. I was just like, this poor thing. He's like trying to get it all out in one breath. It's not going to happen. (laughs) It was like imagining those times when we had the old tone board. You had to hit the buttons. And God. And if you fucked them back, you had to redo it. Right, if you missed one. Oh, my God. You know, somebody would get all bent out of shape because they got put at the end of the line or something. And you're like, look, dude. Right. (laughs) It's a lot of of people. (laughs) For sure. Yep, God bless him. Man. He rolled. He rolled with it, and I was like, "Oh goodness, that's that's impressive." I was like, "This is the moment when Samantha is worth her weight in gold, right?" Yes, yes, for sure. Because that frees up that little extra time you could I mean, be working on getting something else, and you know, like whether it's on the phone or I mean, you, you know what's going to more than likely be asked of you and you know you're shouting orders across the room and you know right i mean because that's a good minute minute and a half of radio traffic just right listen off all those units you know and as a dispatcher you can get a lot of shit done in that minute to minute and a half. oh yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah that's, it that's... may not sound like a lot to folks but trust me you can do it a lot mm-hmm. um, and if you're not a fire you know, a fire dispatcher and you're working patrol or whatnot, best believe you're going to get a real good piece of that fire dispatching world because you're going to get pulled into it. And it's, it's expected, you know. Um, right. And it's just like, you would never know. Um, just tell me what to do and, and it's that. So. Well, and you know, as soon as that radio traffic went out, all those deputies were like, I'm yep. in route. I'm in route. Right. <laughs> yep. And that's like the, the whole time when they actually pull together and for the most part, I guess, and work really good as a team. I mean, everybody's adrenaline going and everyone's right. got that one goal and that, you know, to get this fire knocked out. And I mean, the video just on the news was just unreal. I and know. And just the you after know, part of it. I can't imagine. I know. And scarily, I did, like, I just YouTube searched. There were a lot of house explosions that popped up that were within the last year. Wow. In that search. So just like, if you ever, I was like, this happens, I think, way more than it should. 
That is very scary. That's very scary. Um, you know, God, we have, I mean, we have gas, like. We do not, and I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of a pain, like, I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and it's expensive now, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. even like you're saving money. Um but our like our stove is gas, so it's not like we we have to have it, you know, we can't right. Um so I mean, people have the propane or like gas fireplaces, whatever. Yeah. Propane, but I guess it's gas fireplaces, things that you may not even like think of, you know, this isn't gonna happen, but I mean Right. And you wouldn't, okay. you would be, you would also be surprised the number of people that do not know if they have gas or not. Because some people have like electric appliances, but they have a gas furnace. And you would be surprised the people that don't know. So if you get anything out of tonight's episode, folks, do your research on what you do and don't have at home. Jot down the name of your gas companies. Phone numbers, you know, have it yep. ready because you just you don't know. Put that shit on your refrigerator. Right. Um, Put it in your phone. Your gas company, your power company. Yeah. Put it in your phone. For sure. Because I tell you, we have eight, well, at least the agency that we worked at. We call an 800 number just like anybody else would. We don't necessarily, but as far as I recall, have a back line. You sit on hold. Yeah, it depends on the company. Like some of the bigger companies have have a direct dispatch line but um some of the other ones don't so it definitely will save time for everybody yes. or they have the if this is an emergency you know press one and then it's like an answering yeah. service type thing but they're the the bigger companies have we have direct dispatch numbers too but yeah so for educational purposes if you're just joe Smo homeowner like I said have all that stuff together it's something that you really should think about um also as a dispatcher like don't just assume that every alarm call is going to be a bullshit call or that you know just because 98% of them are you think man this one's probably going to be a a shorter episode than, than what our norm is yeah, well, we had we had some things planned, and then all broke we leg did. over here. <laughs> yeah, I screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, For not sure. getting stuff from the fire conference, um, but... Yeah, that was going to be... I was really looking forward to that, too. But, um, I will say some shout-outs for this week. Um, we want to obviously send our thoughts and prayers condolences to Loudoun County uh, to include their dispatch, all of their fire rescue personnel, police, the citizens in Loudoun, um, family and friends uh, to all that were involved and were touched by the incident. And if anyone out there is close to this incident or... And if you want to come on here and talk about it, let's do it. I guess that's it for this week, Buzz. That is it. Until next week. Bye. Bye.